Hey there, Tony here again with the Tony Funderburk podcast, words and music of faith, hope, and love. And uh, I hope you've had a great week. It's been uh, a time for something that zoomed by. Did you see what it was? It just flew right by me. Did you see what it was? Uh, it was summer. Yeah, it's autumn now. This is my favorite time of the year. I don't know about you, but I love it when it starts cooling off and you start seeing the colors and the the crisp feel in the air it just invigorates me, and I'm not a fan of hot weather, so I'm just one of those kind of guys, I guess. Anyway, um, this past week, I um, continued my quest to bring my other uh, articles from my other website and join them back into this one and keeping it all in one place now. So uh, I'm just going to get right into it and, and kind of uh, go through with the, the things that I wrote in this past week. Um, most of it was based, in fact, I think probably all of it except for um, one little bit of rhyme time, all of it was based on uh, Paul's writing in Philippians. The first one was called, Be Anxious for Nothing. You've probably heard someone say, Don't Sweat It, or maybe something like, Hey, don't worry about it. In the Bible, God inspired Paul to write, Be Anxious for Nothing. So I'm guessing even God thinks we shouldn't sweat it. The rest of that verse in Philippians 4 says, But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's another place in the Bible that says, You do not have because you do not ask. Now, don't misconstrue this to mean that God is a Santa Claus, and all you have to do is ask for what you want, and He'll give it to you. But the things you truly need in this life, He will give you if you ask. He's ready to give you strength to endure the hard times and courage to face your adversaries and words of truth against which there are no good comebacks. Our bodies need proteins, carbohydrates, and fats in order to thrive. And God put all of those things in a myriad of tasty plants and even animals. That's one small, tiny example of his design meeting our needs. I'll share others in other articles and other podcasts. He also gave us a sound mind if we'll just use it. So put on your thinking and thanking cap. And God made sure it would be easy to reach him anytime we need to talk to him. Through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we have direct access to God in prayer. No wonder he says, be anxious for nothing. That was an enormous act of love to break down the barriers of communication. So we need to be thankful, be glad, and be the same way toward others as God is toward us. But we also, we also need to be anxious for nothing. Go ahead. Let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and mind. After all, by fretting, do you think you'll add even one second to your life? I don't think so. All right, I continued the next day in Philippians, and um, the title of this one was Every Remembrance of You. Here's an awesome example of Christian love that I know I need to work on. I need to thank God with every remembrance of you, my Christian brothers and sisters. Yep, every time I think of any other Christian, I should be thankful to God for them. Why does it matter? Because you are all partakers with me of grace. And that's a quote from Paul's writings too. We're all beneficiaries of the grace of Jesus, and that makes us 
each a part of the whole body of Christ. So we need each other. We're designed to need each other. And we're stronger together than separately. Just like the parts in our flesh and bone body. Sure, we can exist, even do fine, without one or both of our hands. But we're much more efficient with them both. The Christian love I talk about should rise above worldly love. We Christians need to abound in love with more knowledge and discernment. We should be able to share the love of God in ways that show how excellent and eternal it truly is. Christianity is an exclusive religion because it espouses the view that there's there's only one way to be with God in paradise and forever, and, and that's through the saving grace of Jesus. But Christianity is also the most inclusive religion as well because Anyone who asks Jesus for forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life receives these. So maybe I haven't given thanks to God with every remembrance of you lately, but I'm giving it today. Today I pray that you are filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. Because when you are, you'll want to spread that word that Jesus saves. And when that happens, the angels in heaven rejoice and sing. Let's give them something to sing about. I uh, I really like that. I like any time that I can talk about singing. And the angels singing in heaven, you know, I, I guess I get visions every once in a while of singing with them and singing forever. I hope, uh, I hope that's what I get to do in heaven. Now, the uh, next article I wrote on TonyFunderburk.com, got to throw that in there. Uh, this was just for fun. This one's for the kids. This is called Jump Up High. Jump up high and touch the sky. Catch a twinkle in your eye. Make a wish and wave goodbye as you fall down from the sky. Jump up high and fly around. Watch the people on the ground. And be happy that you found a way to jump and fly around. Jump up high and spread your wings. Fly in giant silver rings. You can do so many things when you jump and spread your wings. That's just a encouraging kind of uh, rhyme time. I just wanted to, I, I think when you're a kid and, and you're, you're looking at things as impossible sometimes because when you're a little kid, everything seems so big, but even jumping, uh, you know, three inches sometimes can seem high to a little kid. But I, I just want to encourage kids to, you know, go for things that seem beyond your ability to do and trust God that he'll help you to do it. Okay. The Next uh, article that I wrote is uh, still in Philippians, based on Philippians. And uh, as always, I'm trying to convey the faith, hope, and love that I find in the Bible. And um, uh, I find it in truckloads. So um, I hope that I, you know me sharing little bits of this with you, maybe you'll see it too. Maybe if you're someone who isn't already a Christian, already a believer in uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus, or you haven't trusted Him as your Savior, maybe these kinds of things would help. Maybe they're, you know, maybe you're seeing other things on TV and radio, and you're, and you don't really go for that. But I'm trying to show you that everything that God did was out of love in the Bible, and some of those are harder to understand than others. But I do find the faith and hope and love all throughout it. And this next one, this next article I wrote is about my chains are in Christ. 
It sounds like a prison, right? And why would anyone actually desire to be in chains? Well, of course, this is a metaphor used by Paul in Philippians 1, uh, verses 12 through 18, to describe how he is bound to Christ and how it brings confidence both to him and to those who are paying attention to him. He wants the Philippians to see how the terrible things that happened to him actually turned out for the good. Now, Paul, through his confidence in Jesus, became an amazing optimist. He found the positive side in his worst circumstances, and he used those circumstances as springboards of opportunity to preach the message of salvation from wherever he happened to be. He knew he was being watched by the new Christians of the day, so he showed them, by example, how to speak the word without fear. When we tell the world, in Christian love, how Jesus is the only way, or that he's the truth and the life, and that no man comes to the Father but by him, we might quickly find ourselves ridiculed and or persecuted. In that way, spreading the gospel becomes a bit like carrying around heavy chains. But we need to remember those chains are temporal, and the weight of those chains can be lifted from us daily through prayer. The main thing I try to remember is this. If my chains are in Christ, then I can turn to Him for the strength and courage to tell others about Him. And as long as we're doing that, we have a good reason to rejoice. So if you're a, if you're a Christian, I hope you'll take heart in that and know that you don't have to just rely on your puny strength. You can rely on the one who created the whole universe and spoke words and we came into existence. I could trust in that. And through that, leading right into the next article, we have the supply of the Spirit. Again in Philippians, can you know that you know? Are you confident of your deliverance from this mean world into an eternal paradise? Do you have earnest or diligent expectation and hope about anything? Does the boldness of any absolute truth have a place in you? Well, you can answer yes to these questions if and when you learn to trust in the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. If you go to my website, TonyFunderburg.com, and look for uh, Supply of the Spirit article, you'll see a link there that'll take you to the the uh, Bible references that I'm referencing in this uh, in this writing. This supply of the Spirit isn't like going to a spiritual guide and getting some feel-good affirmations. After all, feelings change and affirmations change. This kind of supply is like trying to live on a diet of empty carbs. You'll never feel full. In fact, you'll feel weaker as time goes by. But when you tap into the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, you're accessing living water and the bread of life. This is solid food for your soul and spirit. It will give you the confidence and boldness to face all life's challenges, even unto death. When you realize that to live is Christ, you'll understand that death is merely separation. Separation from this mortal body, but going immediately into the loving presence of the one who created you. The Apostle Paul was so certain of it, he said he was, to quote him, hard-pressed between the two. You know, the two meaning this life and the next. 
hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. And he knew how glorious it would be to go be with the Lord. But he also knew that if he lived on in the flesh, it would mean more fruit from his labor. In other words, more people would be saved and they would get to experience that same glory that he was looking forward to. So he was willing to live on in order to bring more people to the saving grace of Jesus. Talk about Christian love. So what about you? Have you gained the kind of confidence from the supply of the Spirit that fills, or at least partially fills, fills you with sacrificial love for your fellow human? It doesn't matter whether you're new to the Word of God or, or if you've been a, a Christian most of your life. Tap into the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise. You can find those very words in the Bible. I went on to uh, write another article um, based on another part in Philippians. Uh, I, I call this one with one mind striving together. And that's just, you know, kind of along those lines of strength found in numbers. And it's called the body of Christ. It's not called the bodies, multiple, plural. It's called the body. And we're all supposed to be part of that. So with one mind striving together, we can strive for the faith of the gospel and pass that on. And it's not we're not responsible for how people respond to it, but we are responsible for at least sharing it with them. And if we have that one singular purpose in our mind together, we have a really good chance of getting somewhere with it. We can be stronger and more than conquerors when we work with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Do you find yourself listening to preachers or teachers or wonderful Christian speakers and getting all pumped up from the message only to fade fast when you go back to your daily life? When that happens, you're probably leaning on your own understanding and strength. But when you remember that you're part of the body of Christ, you'll understand that all parts of the body have access to one mind, the mind of Christ. And when we work with one mind, striving together for the faith of Jesus, we're a force to be reckoned with. In another article, I talked about the supply of the Spirit. You heard me talk about that just a few minutes ago. And it's through the Spirit of Jesus Christ that we obtain access to His mind. And we have His Spirit in us. And it grows when we are in His Word and His Word is in us. For example, as I wrote this, I searched for the books and chapters and verses in the Bible that would help me explain what I'm saying. And that means I'm in God's Word as I'm doing that. As I read it, God's Word gets in me. How simple. Yet, how many of us are doing it? Understand this important detail. There can be some negative consequences to sharing God's Word, even the way I'm doing it right here in this podcast. Adversaries of God just love to mock and ridicule anyone who would dare quote a Bible verse in a public forum. But understand this detail, too. If and when you suffer mocking, ridicule, and persecution, it's evidence of the privilege you've been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for His sake. Simply put, it means you must be doing something right. So, pick up your Bible, get some good word into your mind today, and equip yourself to be part of that body that works with one mind striving together for the faith of Jesus. 
And when we're working with one mind, striving together for the faith of Jesus, are we having the same love? Are we being of one accord, of one mind? I have to say, I don't see it. I look around and see Christians in confusion and discord. And the Apostle Paul, who suffered time and time again for his faith in Jesus, mentioned in Philippians 2 that it would bring him consolation, comfort, and joy if he could see the Christians of that time having the same love. There's a key ingredient that works against Christian fellowship, love, and a sense of like-mindedness. In fact, this ingredient makes these things virtually impossible. And what I'm talking about is selfishness. Paul admonishes us to let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. That's contrary to the ways of the world that say, if it feels good, if it feels right to you, do it. If you're going to aspire to be anything at all like Jesus, who should be the tip-top example of selfless Christian love, you should treasure others better than yourself. Remember, Jesus said, There is no greater love than this, that a man be willing to lay down his life for his friends. It wasn't some pleasant-sounding platitude, like many other so-called spiritual leaders, to him. He put it into action by taking on the punishment that all of us should have to endure. He never committed a crime or a sin, yet he was given the death penalty after being found innocent. Jesus was looking out for our best interests. He knew that an eternal life in paradise was a far superior option to eternal death and dying. So, he made a way for that to happen for every one of us. And it became the ultimate free gift of grace for anyone who wants it. What about you? Is there someone you could be holding in higher regard? Is there someone you could be showing more love to with your words and deeds? Would it help to know that we're all having the same love given to us from a God who asks us to pass it on? It sure helps me. And that's why I'm committed to sharing my words of Christian love with you. I think the word and love of God is in your best interest. Okay, that does it for this week's uh, episode of the Tony Funderburg podcast, Words and Music of Faith, Hope, and Love. I hope you got a whole bunch of faith, hope, and love pumped up in you. But don't let that be it. Go out there and share it with anybody you can, okay? And uh, look for opportunities. They're out there. It's a, it's a mean world, but the opportunities are still there. So this is Tony Funderburk once again signing off with Faith, Hope, and Love. Till next time, God bless. Mm-hmm.